Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ravenda with Mingles on Network Radio, bringing you a really great afternoon of music. We're going to start off today with DJ Slice and the Sound Boys Killers today, and later we'll have a couple other shows. We have a band called Olio, and later on this evening, you want to join us over at Empowerment Zone. We're going to have some spoken word with Quiet Storm, and that will be at uh, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Um, just want to go over a few things about Mingles on Network. Just to let you know, in case you're just coming in for the first time, Mingles on Network is an um, organization that helps to promote new artists, uh, new music artists, book authors, spoken word artists, as well as small businesses on this radio show and as well as our other Internet platforms. If you are interested in getting some help with your promotion, please give us an email regarding your request with full description and contact information. And you want to email that to Network at live.com. And that's mingle, M-I-N-G-L-E, zone, Z-O-N-E, network, N-E-T-W-O-R-K, at live.com. And please be sure to send us your telephone number, your web address, the name of your company, all the contact people involved, and let us know when the best time is for you to have an interview. Uh, we can schedule it anytime. We're pretty flexible. And we can also um, record something that could be played at a later time, and we can also record something for you to be played amongst our many radio network host shows uh, throughout Blog Talk Radio as well as a few other podcast stations. Uh, if you want promotion, we can help you with that. We also have a few promotional packages available for you. Uh, we will be setting up our new website to give you more information on that. But you can always email me if you want a brief outlook on what it is that we're going to be doing, and we'll be happy to share that information with you. I'm going to go ahead and um, just play one of our uh, previous guest songs as this sort of an intro because we usually have, you know, uh, uh, a remix that we play just to help people out, just to keep their the rotation of their music going, and uh, it's you know it's not uh, something that most other radio stations do. Once you're on there, once you're off, that's it. You know you, they don't hear from you again. So we just like to you know put somebody on um, that we haven't played in a minute. Uh, I'm gonna play Cameron Jane's song "Losing My Mind." Uh, just to give him a little bit of play this morning, this afternoon for those people who haven't heard his show yet. And uh, just be sure to contact us for more information on Cameron James. When we come back, we'll have DJ Slice in the house, and we'll talk about what's going on with him. I love the way that you make me feel, but I can't help but wonder Yeah, can you help me out? Can you help me out? Yeah, I'm losing my mind. That I'm losing my mind. 
from the very beginning. Well, well, first and foremost, I want to put out there that I am a member of the Soundboy Killers, that I am the DJ of the group, the Soundboy Killers, Darian the Great, the MC. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we do our thing on that level. But as far as how I got my start, um, back in the late 70s when the hip-hop movement was moving along, I was a dancer, a break dancer, b-boy, however you going to call that. And I went to New York to a, a breakdance battle. And uh, our crew is a crew called the Delaware Breakers. We went up to battle another crew with the fever. And uh, I saw Grandmaster Flash. And Flash, you know, I'd never really seen Scratching live. I just, you know, you heard a little bit about it on, on, you know, on tapes. But I see this guy scratching live and doing stuff with the turntables. And the girls are going crazy while we all on the floor getting dirty. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking at the girls. Where the girls are going, they go in the Flash. I'm like, man, I want to do what he's doing. And that's pretty much how I got into DJing, more so for the girls. But after getting embarrassed a couple of times, bragging, talking about how good I was when I really wasn't even good, I just said, you know what, I'm going to bunker down and, and get good. So by the time 1985, 86 came around, I started getting into battles uh, heavily and developed a reputation in this area uh, as a battle DJ. And then it just progressed from... Uh, of course, being a DJ, to being an MC, to being a, a songwriter, to being a producer. And by the time 1990, 90, 91 hit, 92 hit, I hooked up with Luke and the two live crew and started doing that stuff. You know, toured with him for a couple of years, produced some records. and That's pretty much where it's been from there. It's just a, a, a long journey without taking up the whole hour. Because I have a book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been a steady progression through basically three decades. So how did you um, meet up with your um, your teammates for Soundboy Killers? You know, how did you well, guys decide you wanted to do what you do now? Well, Darian was going to a, a, a computer school in Pennsylvania with a friend of mine named Shorty T. And they was linking up, and, you know, Darian had been rhyming for Lord knows how long, which I'm pretty sure he'll tell you, he'll break in and tell you what's going on with him. But um, Shorty T ended up introducing me to Darian. And when T, Shorty decided he couldn't take him any further, well, you know, Darian said, like, Yo, I, you can't take me any further than where I'm trying to go because he wanted to ultimately start recording albums instead of mixtapes. He sought me out, came down, and pretty much he just started camping out here. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> he's got it now where, where my mom, son and uh, Got it where where my mom's calling him son and all that stuff now. So he's been here basically since 2005. And I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I am that's pretty much. So that that's pretty much uh, we met from from that progression. We started with a mixtape, uh, then did his solo album. And in in the midst of working on the album that we have out now, it was originally going to be his album. And we just decided, well, you, we might as well become a group, <laughs> since the chemistry is already all there. And that's how it came. It went from being Darren the Great's second solo album to being the Soundboy Killers album. Okay. So that's so, um, how we linked up. So now you've been all over, you know, touring and, you know, or playing here and there. What's that experience like working together? It's bananas. 
It is definitely bananas. Because our chemistry on stage is, I mean, it's a blessing because it's like we know each other like a book. And, I mean, it's everything just congeals. We, we get out there for the love of the culture, for the love of the art, and we go out to not only entertain people but to have fun ourselves. And then to go to these different cities, to the different venues, and then to be loved by so many people, it's it's definitely overwhelming for one. But, I mean, it's definitely a great experience to ride along with such a seasoned DJ because for me being an MC for so many years, it would only be right that I get down with somebody that has equal and, and greater love for the art. And, I mean, it, we try to make sure that it shows through the music that we bring to the people. We don't just want to get up there and just just act out our, our, our songs or just pretty much just get up on stage and recite them. We want to give people a performance. We get up there, it's like you're hearing my lyrics, but now you're seeing the emotion behind it. You're not just hearing the scratches. You're seeing the dynamics that Slice is putting into it. I mean, because he's doing spins. He's he's going under the leg. He's lifting mixers up and, and flicking the fader with his lips. We, we make sure we entertain the people, and, and the experience thus far has definitely been wonderful. Yes. So, uh, Gary, when can you give us some more information on um, what you were doing before you, you hooked up with Slice? Oh, most definitely. Well, um, me, I would say my first studio experience was back in the late 80s with a, a well-known uh, DJ here in Philadelphia named DJ Grand Wizard Rasheen. And um, I was doing, you know, a couple of demos there and was starting to build my name. And at that time, I was down with a group called Genocide, and we were making our name in Philly pretty good. But I saw that as we were starting to travel outside of Philly in various venues, I was getting more exposed to the culture and noticing it's like, all right, just like I'm an individual, I'm coming across various individuals where the things were changing. Thus, I started uh, when I started doing shows out in Brick City in North New Jersey, where a lot of my family is from. I then started a group called Mad Verbals, which was an acronym for Master in the Art of Deciphering Verbal Education Reinforcing Black Activism, Lyrically Speaking. And what that wow. was was just pretty much a group of MCs from all walks of life, all different types of career paths, and we all just got together for the love of the art. We were going around, we were ciphering. We were battling any open mic contest. We were signing up just to go there as a collective and just pretty much have a ball. And so after I became a father, things had slowed down. So by the time I had hooked up with Shorty T and then the fire came back, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to get down again. Because during my tenure there before I became a father, I had been offered a couple deals. But uh, we had turned them down because, you know, paperwork and situations weren't where we wanted them to be. And so it's just like a blessing because now that I had time to sit on it and mature, I met up with such a seasoned DJ. And it's like once I got with Slice, from the first time I recorded there, I saw that he was passionate about his work. He's not someone that's saying, all right, I just want your money so you can uh, shop my, my studio out and that's that. No, he welcomed me in. He showed that he was like, look, all right, if I'm going to put my stamp on this. I'm going to show you how we work. And Slice is 100% professional, 
And from then, he'll tell you, I say, you might as well get me a futon in this place because it's home. <laughs> and, and from there on, it was like I was always there recording. We were always working. Then it started from going just me building with a, a, a sound engineer, producer, DJ, to now we have a friendship. He's like family now to me. So we've gone from being just business partners as far as on the music level to now he's invited me in to his umbrella corporation, which is definitely a blessing. So we're grinding heavy for not only the Soundboy Killers, but for modern media services as well. Yeah. Wow. So it does look like a really great union between the two of you, and, you know, you, you've done some amazing things. So what do you have going on now that you want to talk to us about? <coughs> Slice, you can fire off on that. Okay, uh, we have we have a couple of shows coming up, uh, which one of them is our biggest one, I believe, in, in my mind, um, with Black Street yes. at uh, Schoolie D, uh, with the, at the Independence uh, Center, I think that is. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Independence Visitor yeah. Center. Right, it's, it's a, a big time show for us, so you know we have an opportunity to perform in front of probably the largest set of crowds we've ever performed in front of. Um, we're currently working on our second album, and we're setting up for, we have several possibilities for European tours. So we're working, you know, lining those things up now. But this uh, second album that we're working on, which we're probably, which we're going to try to release in September, um, is a whole nother vibe from the album we just put out. You know, and we're going to be promoting this one heavy, but this next one is just a whole nother growth spurt. No sophomore jinx for us. <laughs> yeah, it is really <laughs> on a whole nother level. And, and I mean, and that and that's a, a overused cliche, but when I tell you it's it's really like that, you'll be able to take the two albums, put them together, and you'll hear a a, a, a wide growth uh, with our chemistry. You know, Major. so I mean, we we got that. We and continuing to set up shows. We just did something with um. We just did the theme song for the Ghostface Riders, uh, bike uh group. Yeah, shout out to the Ghostface wow. Riders yeah, Club. So, so we we did that, and we're actively shopping songs for move into movies and uh, TV shows and things of that nature. I'm working on that stuff now, and the album's out on iTunes, uh, out with the bad and with the great. You know, so we're currently promoting that. We're we're setting up to shoot our second video from the Out with the Bad In with the Great album, um, which is going to be changed when come. And we also have a remix for <laughs> the song that seems to be one of Philly's anthems is I Rep Philly. Yes. With Renaissance. Yeah, we're going to be on, that's going to be on iTunes up pretty soon as well. So kind of got a lot going on. I mean, that's just the group. We ain't even talking about the studio with the upgrades. Yes. You know, collaborations we're working on. Yeah, it's a whole lot of stuff going on with this company right now. Yeah, sounds like you guys are busy, and you know, I'm I'm very happy for you that you are finding this this big success right now because you know, the the industry is being monopolized by a lot of artists. I'm not naming anybody, but I don't think they're that talented, and um, a lot of them don't have anything going on without you guys in the background putting that music out for them, you know. So if they didn't have people like you, they'd be sounding a hot mess. You know, they would not be able to do what they do. So a lot of times they don't recognize the guys that are producing the music as much as the people who are trying to perform it, you know. So I'm 
I'm glad that it's, it's working out for you. I'm going to go ahead and play one of your songs that you sent me over, um, Change Going Come. And when we come back, uh, we have a caller uh, from the 267 area code that wants to um, talk to us. And um, we'll get back. Hopefully he sticks around because sometimes, you know, people get a little, little tired of waiting. But um, we right. can hold on because we need to play a song. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yo, slice a Ronak. Slow mo better than no mo's would always tell him, right? Yes. Well, you know what? I think it's time to pick up the pace a little bit. We're going to accelerate some thoughts. <laughs> we always say good things come to an end. Well, bad ones do too. The pain is coming, too late, you slept it here. You got my attention, I profess this here. Stress is clear, wake up or you'll get dropped. My squad will make the thuggets hit the jack for the guy. 911, I know I'm on the run, but please. Walked up the wrong tree, discover DTG. He attacks like a cobra, chubby, but that bite's on. Cross that man, he don't let bygones be bygones. Damn right, my mission is to regain order. Start up some redevelopment, too much been slaughtered. No need to holler, keeping it real, I just do it. Live my life like I do it, I and run through it in a day and age of respect and value is lost and the rest to go nowhere they stole it a cost well our roads have been crossed people match your thoughts bring back a part of the game that you thought was tall your change gonna come Thank <laughs> you. 
song still sounds good. Oh, nice track. Here. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was wow. a nice one. Yeah, Let me bring in this caller. Yeah. I'll bring in a caller. Caller on uh, area code 267. Please introduce Hello. yourself and say hi to Sam Voice Killers. What's going on? What's going on? This guy has the general... Rebel Coalition, all takeover. Ah, ooh, giving a shout out to Soundboy Killers and DJ Slice Aroni. Definitely, definitely killing the airwaves and definitely letting letting them know that the change gonna come. You know what I mean? Man, thank you, fam. <laughs> thank you. You know how it is, baby. When gotta gotta keep following y'all, man. Y'all definitely got beautiful music, man. Bro, man, we trying, we trying, man. Yeah, Just trying yeah. to, trying to improve, trying to build on things, man. Yeah, most deaf, most deaf. And I caught the show. The show is definitely hot. Y'all gotta catch DJ Slice killing them turntables and Darian the Great laying fire to them fake MCs out there. Yes, yes. I'm gonna let y'all. I the general rebel coalition all day, every day. Uh, you know how it be, son. If anything, I'm gonna let y'all go, and definitely, definitely, everybody listening to this gotta gotta go pick up. You know what I'm saying? Gary and the great DJ Slice, a long way to change. Gotta pick up that DTG, and also gotta pick up out with the bad and with the great. Feel me? I'll check y'all out. Shout out to Blog Radio. I hope I'm saying it correctly. You know what I'm saying? Blog Talk Radio. Shout out. You feel me? One. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> that right there is a talented MC representing the BX. You'll hear him on the next Soundboy Killers album in our mix CD we got coming out. Yeah. All right. Let's make sure that we get that info so we can go ahead with that. So now, uh, do you get a lot of requests from you know other folks trying to get you to to collaborate with them? On uh, a lot of their work, yeah, we've been uh, especially yeah. recently we've been getting a lot of requests to do stuff. We yeah. um, we're doing a track for uh, uh, the Track Professors album. Um, we just just pretty much record, finished recording it. They're going to mix it up in Jersey. Uh, I guess, as a matter of fact, I'm going to send the, the the tracks to him today. He's going to mix that, and that should be uh, I guess sometime this summer. Um, and then, like I said, uh, the, uh, we're doing some stuff with, with on Godhead's thing. We're doing some stuff on uh, Magnum Moe's project, too, right? Yeah, we got collabs with Magnum Moe coming out. Shout-outs to West Philly. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing I'm doing some stuff with uh, Mikey D. Uh, the, yes. the, uh He was formerly of the main, of main source and of the 1988 music seminar rap world champion, MC champion. Um, he's coming out with an album. We're going to do something on his album, plus I'm doing a lot of the tracks on it. And part of his tour is going to include us. Yes. So, the right. European tour. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Now, I, I listen to a lot of music people send me because they want to be on the show, and uh, they want me to hear it, and they send it to me through our Internet venues. Now, um, sometimes they don't sound like they're that great, you know, because, and I think that they have a chance, but it's like the quality of equipment that they have is just not up there, and, you know, it doesn't sound that, you know, it doesn't have a bit of perfection like I hear in your in your music and a couple of other guys' music. Can you give a, an, a lowdown on the best 
to use if you want to do what you do for those folks listening in so that they know what they need to do to perfect it? It's You know what? It, I've learned it's not even necessarily the equipment. First, you've got to know what you you got. You got to – if you don't know how to – you could buy – I've had people come in with, and they've recorded on HD, Pro Tools HD, and all kind of extra stuff, but the engineer don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to record. The concept, there's no concept in the song, so they're just doing anything in the studio. Their stuff's going to suck. I've heard stuff that was done on a four track that sounded really good. Really good. It's just about knowing how to record first. Fine tune your ears and fine tune your mind. Yeah, if you don't you don't know how to record, it ain't gonna matter what kind of equipment you got or what kind of software you have. Then you got to teach you. You got to get into that first. After that, as far as getting stuff, and the key once again is knowing how to really use it, maximize it. Um, I would say yeah, go get Pro Tools. Uh, me personally, I like Nuendo, um, and uh, I have run Reason here in the studio as far as making the tracks, even though I still have a an old-school SP-1200 drum machine. And at one time I did have an MPC-60. So, I mean, it's really just about knowing how to use the gear that you have at the end of the day, knowing how to treat a room. True. Because people record, record vocals in rooms, and <laughs> the vocals suck. Or they have speakers playing really loud while the vocals are being recorded, so you'll hear the headphone bleed and all that extra stuff going on. It just sucks <laughs> at the end of the day. So it's just knowing how to record, first of all. Yeah, be about your craft. Yeah, you, you, you don't just go out and buy some, some $1,000 software, $5,000 software, and, all, and overnight you're an engineer. That's not... <laughs> so now... For the person who's like, you know, brand new, and maybe they just took a course in music or something, um, give give them some instruction on what they should do first and foremost. You know, aside from like, you know, how would they go learn their craft? Well, your your first order of business, if you're going to get into the music business, and that's the key word, the music business. You want to get to the root of the business. That means getting your publishing company set up, getting your name trademarked, uh, knowing what copyrights are, what type of copyrights work with what you're trying to do. Um, it's just generally just getting your business up. If you're just going to be an artist, okay, well, that's easy. You know, if you're going to be an MC, you know, get in ciphers and rhyme and, and learn how to freestyle and then learn how to work those freestyles into your songs. Learn what a how to do song, uh, uh, song structure. Structure, yes. Yeah, because some guys, some of these people write songs, and you're like, what? And you're like, well, how did that work with this, and that doesn't work with that. It's just stuff that just doesn't make any sense. Or stray totally from context and the concepts it, of the actual song. Or doing the same song over and over again. Yeah. They have the same time. They're, they're talking about the same thing. Twelve songs say the same exact thing. It's just maybe a different track, or the tracks rearranged differently. It's the same, you know, it's ultimately <clears throat> the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, but but most importantly, you're new in it. You're trying to get into it like that. Get your dig in the crates. Dig mm-hmm. in the crates. Mm-hmm. And get your business right. Get your publishing company set up. Get with a performance society. Do all of those technical things so that when you do get a deal. 
you're already you already have control over your stuff. Yes. The biggest thing in this business is control. If you don't have control over you, over what you do, it don't matter how many lyrics you got or how many beats you got. Somebody gonna take it from you, and then you gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. True. Which is why a lot of artists right. from the fifties, from the fifties to now, have been robbed because they didn't have control. They just saw a couple dollars, and they jumped in thinking they was gonna be stars. And they wonder why they either one hit wonders or one album wonders. The companies made the money, but the artists themselves they didn't. make nothing. Yeah, because they didn't, uh, because the artists didn't have any control over it. True. So the key is getting your paperwork set first. After your mm-hmm. paperwork is set first, my recommendation on top of uh, Slice's info is to start digging in the crates, really starting to get into multiple genres of music so that yeah. you're listening to how the various songs are constructed. You're listening to the way they play with the instruments so that you as a producer or even an MC. You're listening to how the songs are constructed. You hear to how they play with the concepts and adapt new ideas from those concepts. And on the production end, never be scared to try something because you may be the next big thing. So it's all exactly. about mastering your own niche, making it you. But the key comes from studying the music itself. Get <coughs> your library up or just sitting there and cataloging through various playlists to just start tuning your ear. Yep. Once you start getting that, it'll make you a better producer. That's why, to me, DJs are like automatic producers, because when they're juggling those records, in essence, they're making beats. <laughs> it's already set in their head, but they're going to break down, and their hands are now going to purvey that message to you. They can juggle two va- two totally different records and make a beat out of it. So that's what I'm saying, study music in general, so that way it would make you a more well-rounded producer. If you're going to get into it, don't be beat makers. Go all out and be a producer. That way exactly. the vision that you have for your song, you can get <coughs> from, from, you know, conception to birth. Right. Right. Yeah, that's some, that's some helpful information there because, you know, we come across a lot of people who are either just getting into it or into it, or they're just trying to learn from, you know, the masters. Now, are there anybody, any performers or MCs or, you know, guys out there that are being played out on the mainstream that you admire or that you think are doing pretty good? Uh, for me, as a, a producer, from a production standpoint, uh, my top guys are Premier, Pete Rock, Jazzy Jeff, you know, uh, uh, Buck Wild, <laughs> those, uh, uh, Jake Diller, rest in, rest in peace. Yeah. Those are the guys, you know, from a production standpoint, you know, that, that really stood out for me. And, and in addition to, like, <clears throat> like Quincy Jones, Curtis Mayfield, you know, rest in peace. But Quincy Jones probably is the, is the quintessential he is the guy. the man when it comes Because, I mean, he's been doing it for <laughs> for over half a century. <laughs> you know, still producing right. records. Still and, doing I, it. And, I mean, really produce, producing records. That's things that sounded like records. Stevie Wonder. Those, you know, Rakim. KRS-One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Public Enemy. Uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. DJ Cash Money. There's a lot of different folks that, that really inspired me to be where I'm trying, you know, where I'm ultimately trying to go. You know, yeah, I know me, Darren has has his, and we share some, yeah, we share a we lot share of them. We share a lot of them. 
But, I mean, as far as, like, MCs now that inspire me to do what I do, I'm blessed to be part of the Rebel Coalition crew because artists like Godhead, I hear his music. When you listen to his music, that's him. When you listen to Magnum O, that's them. When you listen to Sin the Villain and the Nomads, I mean, these are all artists that are all individuals that come, they, they give their heart and their music. And then when it comes to the mainstream, I mean, to, to, so I'm going to shout out my crew first because to us, we all celebrities in our eyes. We're, we're already above <laughs> grass. But uh, as far as mainstream, I'm going to say yes, definitely as far as crowd, command, commanding a crowd, being a true MC, without a doubt, Black Thought. Because he's a monster. He knows how yeah, to manipulate yeah. a room no matter what the crowd is. He's going to make sure he works them. Talib is definitely lyrical, knows how to play on crowds. Um, yeah, I saw him live once. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah. And believe it or not, even though he's not mainstream to a lot of these young kids out, but building with R.C. LaRock, this is a guy who can dare near for oh, yeah. a phone conversation to you. Yeah, sure. He's a monster. You talk to this guy, he'll just start flowing on you. People like that, building (laughs) with with, with a lot of cats like that, they're about being themselves. True original MCs. Oh, I I got to add Mikey D. definitely inspires me for sure, too. And I got to add Mikey D to that mix. Uh, yeah, that dude's a monster. He's a beast. beast. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Mikey D. And, uh,. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of others. I can't I have so many I could name, but once again, we're writing a book right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let, me, so, let me go ahead and put on another one of your songs, and uh, when we come right. back from that, I want to ask you about some experiences you've had being in the industry, like you know, when you first got started, and um, like the bad experiences, because we we've, we've been hearing a lot of of word from a lot of people, you know, about things that have been happening. And I want you to kind of um, relay on that a little oh, bit. I got, a couple, I got a bad experience for you. <laughs> 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 I got one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put on a, um, one you have here called Anyone Who Ever Loved. So yeah, that one Eddie O out now. I take a look back to recollect on where I have been. I started out in NY, but look, I have no end. I went from Philly to Cali, even up in Japan. Range of solo acts, the group's largest Wu-Tang Clan. Out the mouths of the legends, making timeless classics. Sad to say, I've been touched by the wackest rappers. You know the fake gun clappers, wanna be drug masters. You yeah. pick them up real fast, they go flat past the chassis. There's a few states you made a do with a do. Did right by me, regulated, made a good move. They saw that I have no boundaries oh, beyond you. just I'm on radio right now. I'm on the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's your birthday gift thingy right here. Okay, fair enough. All right. I 
it up real nice. Give them 1,200 ways divided in three motions. Plus Mr. Two Channel to mix up our commotion. I tend to spin fast and eat a wax real fine. Double your trouble. Your diamond teeth ain't sharp like mine. Start and stop on the dime fast as the hand says so. Even cross fade me, transform me bilingual. Nickname the ones and twos, even wheels of steel. Letting DJs communicate and show what they feel. We the money makers, don't believe ass tat and cash. Slice double J and Grandmaster Flash. Great things comes and pairs, most dynamic duo. We moving with the time CDs, we scratch them through yo. You create the MCs and I create the DJs. All we need is the influence to generate the replay. Blessings. Uh, this is Naquam, uh, DJ Slice. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, hey, I was listening to this show. I caught up on it, and um, I'm on my way to work. But I just wanted to holler at you, give you a shout out, and tell you that your your, your project is, you know, hot, brother. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, man. It's helping that brother on the other on the other side of his phone. Hey, <laughs> okay, man, okay. Great right there. What's the deal? <laughs> Thanks for the love. Well, I just wanted to shout out to DJ Slice. And um, what's the host's name? My name's Ravenda, and this is Mangles on Network Radio. Okay, okay. My name is Naquam, and I also have a show on Naquam's World. Check it out. All right. I will definitely do that. Okay, peace and blessings to all. And DJ Slice, keep it flowing, baby. Okay, no doubt, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Okay, you're welcome. All right. So um, we were talking about, you know, um, before 
uh, you and I, um, DJ Slice, about some experiences that you had um, when you were pretty young in the business. So can you elaborate on, on the, if the incident that happened as much as you can? And that would be like a word to the wise for those those little young bucks that are just all stars in their eyes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, one thing I learned is not everything is is what it looks like. Um, back in 1993, this was like around late July. Um, I had put out a single in Miami. Well, I didn't put it out. This record label, Stopping Grind Records, put this single out on me called uh, "Here I Come, There I Go," and we were actively starting to promote it when a cat from Sony Records approached me about doing opening up for Naughty by Nature and Run DMC in Puerto Rico. And Run DMC at the time, they had just put out the the, uh, uh, the song with uh, KRS-One and Pete Rocket did the music and all of that. <clears throat> and Naughty was doing the hip-hop parade tour. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'm with it. And I called to verify what's going on with this guy. He's with Sony Records. He's got the voicemail. Everything is is set is legitimate. At least it looks that way. So he picks me up in a limo. We go go to the airport. He puts me on a plane. We fly over to Puerto Rico first class. He pays for the flight. We get off. We wait for Run DMC. They don't show up. So we get in the limo. And we ride all the way all around Puerto Rico. He shows me the stadium that we're going to perform in and all this stuff. I'm like, wow. I'm going. Oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to blow up from here. Oh, we get back to the hotel. <laughs> wow, it's funny now, but um, it was not funny then. Get back to the hotel. I get on the side. I'm going to go get a haircut. Go to get go to get on the elevator. Jam Master Jay's on the elevator. Vin, Tretch, and uh, DMC on the elevator. I'm like, yeah, man, we, you know, I'm about to go to the radio station with y'all, blah, blah, blah. They were like, yeah, that's what's up. We heard your song. That's what's up. I leave my money. I got to go back to the room to go get my money. I go back to get my money, <laughs> and the police come in the room, and they put us under arrest for forgery. Now, apparently, this guy had been forging checks. He forged the the uh, limo ride, limo drive, the limo ride all around the city, all around Puerto Rico. He forged the hotel thing, everything, forging checks. But because I was with him. I was an accessory to the crime, even though I had never written a check in my life. Now, to make matters worse, we get to court. I find out he's 15 years old. The boy's name is Jimmy Sabatino. I kid you not. Look him up. You'll find out all about this guy, Jimmy Sabatino. <laughs> so I'm giving you all heads up now. Yeah, so if he gets out of jail, because he's in jail right now. Um, he he yeah. had put out a hit on the President of the United States back in 97 or 98 while he was in England. And he's gotten people such as Julio Iglesias, uh, this group, those funky bastards, Puffy. He's in a lawsuit with Puffy right now as we speak. So <laughs> it's not to say that the little guy like me got got it. <laughs> These other guys are getting it too from this same dude. Right. Right? So I had to spend 30 days in jail over there. No phone call, nobody knew where I was, and to make matters worse, I was working with Two Dot Crew's album, the uh, Back of Your Ass for the 9-4. So I couldn't work on the album. I'm stuck over there. They don't know where I'm at, so their album's on hold. When I finally got let go, when they finally decided that I had nothing to do with this boy doing this, I get to the, I get, they let me out with nothing. They took all my money. I had like $2,000 or so. 
uh, jewelry, clothes, all the latest clothes at that time, too, all the cross colors, the Carl Kanai, all that stuff. I get to the airport with barely nothing to find out that my uh, plane ticket <laughs> has expired. So I'm calling people in Miami trying to, you know, with my pager trying to get money. Nobody got no money, which is which is my last point here is do not, under any circumstances, disrespect your mom because you will need her. <laughs> you will need her. Shout out all to of you, All of you brothers that's on that disrespectful time, all of you sisters is on that disrespectful time, you will need your mother sooner or later. She's going to be that one. That's going to really have your back. And my mother had my back. She paid for that plane ticket for me to leave that day. That morning, she put up uh, $800. Just here, $800. I flew back to Miami, burnt the clothes, went to Luke Records. Luke gave me, I think it was a check for $5,000 after he found out what happened to me. I flew back up here, took care of my mom. But And then I went to file a lawsuit come to find out I was at Puerto Rico was out of jurisdiction so nobody I couldn't even get a lawyer from here to deal with what I dealt with so anybody that nothing anything that looks like it's going to be something that looks too good to be true it is I mean this guy pays for everything I'm riding first class on the airplane we sitting up in the Marriott Suites in Puerto Rico, we ride in a limo, a fly limo, all around the island. I'm, it, it's, it was just too good to be true. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be on stage with Run DMC, and I'm going to be rhyming, not DJing. I'm going to be rhyming. Mm-mm, didn't work out that way. I spent 30 days up in that jail. It, uh, Rio Pedras, if anybody knows anything about Puerto Rico. Rio Pedras. <laughs> and the only reason that I was okay over there was folks knew about me over there. Because I was still tour, I just started touring with Two Live. Mm-hmm. So because folks recognize my face, there you go. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. when somebody's presenting something to you that looks too good to be true, they, like they're going to give it to you, it's probably not good. It's probably not a good look. This is an you industry do your, where do you your got to work first. hard for what you get. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to be handed first. to you. <laughs> right, and I and and me, I'm at that time I was like 26, and somebody gonna give me a, I'm gonna blow up like that, and I'm I mean I was already getting there because I was already torn with two lives, <laughs> but this was like now it's me solo and I'm about to blow. Nah, it, it was right. too good to be true, and sure enough. So did you ever catch up with um, Run DMC and those cats? You know that you, you thought you were gonna be hanging with. Oh, I ran into I ran into Jam Master J one other time at the at the uh, How Can Never Be Down music conference in 1996. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Jam J. And we built on that a little bit. It was funny. <laughs> he was like, "Man, we were at the concert when the word, they called your name out and everything." Mm. And I'm like, "Well, jail." <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, I heard about that." <laughs> DJ Slice, whatever, however they say it in Spanish. <laughs> and sure enough, I would have. You did a cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did a cricket. Nobody is saying it. Yeah, bunch of cr- Somebody is yeah. raising their hand for standing for you. <laughs> Trash pot ran out there like, don't worry about it, we're going to get it popping anyway. <laughs> 
came out there with a chainsaw. <laughs> No, I mean, but that that was that if if I could have that would have could have came off the way it was supposed to. Maybe uh, uh, I'm in a different position, but there's a reason why I'm in the position I'm in now. You know, so uh, uh, it's just like I say, just because somebody say something is is the is the word. Mm, wait till it presents itself to really be the word before you jump all into it, jump in somebody's word. True that. You know, right. and I think I had, you really need a, your legal representation too. You know, you need to yeah, the advice yeah. of, of a, could, an entertainment lawyer too. And the crazy thing about that was, I couldn't even—they wouldn't even let me get. I was one—I wanted to come back to the U.S. to get an attorney, and then go back mm-hmm. over there. They, nope, I got to stay over there thirty days before a court mm-hmm. date. And if the if it wasn't for the judge saying after the lady testified, oh, this boy he. Forced these checks and he stole money and blah blah blah. The judge said, "Well, what does this guy got to have to do with it?" Well, he was there. Well, did he sign anything? Is his name on any document? She was like, "Well, no." Well, then you need to send him home because he has nothing to do with this. And that was my whole position. I had no idea this boy was doing this. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I could, if that was, I'd have known all that. He, he was doing that. I could have stayed right there in Miami. I could have been working on that two live album and. Been to- we was I was already on tour, already. But as a DJ, terrible. What gets me so, is that he was a teenager. Yeah, and like, like what, I said, look what, it, look him up, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, and Pete. This he didn't even look fifteen. He looked older than I me, and I was. <laughs> he looked older than me. I can't believe <laughs> somebody that young. Oh, mm-hmm, damn hard. And he scammed Jimmy, uh, Julio Iglesias, Puffy. He, he uh, hit on the president, on President Clinton from England. He was doing scams over in in England. I mean, he's a no. He's a parent. Uh, well, apparently it was some stuff about his parents being part of the mob and all this other stuff. I don't know how true all of that is, but I, it would that name Sabatino wouldn't put none. I wouldn't put nothing past it. It does sound familiar. I heard about some things down in Miami, but <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. So I don't That's you know terrible. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. So a word to the that, wise yeah. <laughs> for those mm-hmm. folks out there, because you know I I come across a lot of people that don't have any representation and they all excited and you know. That's why I decided to to get on the radio to to bring in people like yourself to kind of give these folks some some advice and some information on things to do because you know they just being able to do it doesn't mean it's going to always work out the positive way. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get you know hovered over by scam artists and people who want to take your money. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. And want to just tell you this and tell you that because they know you're fresh. And then, uh, next thing you know, <coughs> throw everything. You could, you'd be sitting in the green room and the open window. You see the housekeeper coming there, cleaning up the show over. I was like, wait a minute, I'm still waiting to go home. Oprah went home already. You know? mm, like, the show over, dog. <laughs> like, but I'm supposed to be on the show. I'm so and so, so and so. Oh, no, that dude was on already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to, to be able to be, have you know, a, a rock heart sometimes. 
because you can't fall for everything, and you need to have your family there supporting you. Those who are knowledgeable of certain things, you know, if it's an uncle or aunt or grandparent, whoever it is, they need to be part of your team. You know, yeah, they got to be somebody. Professionals, yeah, the professionals they come be and somebody tell you that you know. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have somebody you know in it on your team. You can't just have all them professionals and nobody that's on your side that was there when you were born, you know, knew you from, knew who you are. Because if you don't, they're going to just, like, make you somebody else, and you let them. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you, I that's mean, what I, you got to do. That <coughs> goes, all goes back to having control over your, over what you do. If you don't have any control over it, it don't matter how how much talent you have. Somebody's gonna—they're gonna get you. Just answer, uh, uh, Frankie Lyons people right now. Hmm, they're still hmm, fighting hmm. over his estate. I don't know how long he—he's been gone for a while. Yeah, wow, right. And they're still fighting over his done. estate because he didn't have <laughs> any control over it. I think they're still doing the same with James Brown's estate too. J- yeah, they're fighting, but James Brown had control. With his his kids are fighting over his. James had control over his stuff. But now his kids and that and his uh, uh, wife were common law. I guess I don't know. They're all fighting over it now. But James, oh, he, shoot, I was modeling myself after him because he was, he had his, he was rock hard with his. You wasn't robbing James Brown. That, that, even when back then, James Brown had all this publishing and all that stuff taken care of from the door. And was putting out his own records. He had his own label, King Records. And that's one person I would have loved to have on my show. Yeah, James, could, James could give you some information. <laughs> oh, James man, I wish I had this show way back. This was just a two, two years ago. Just two years ago, you know, two, yeah. two, two, three years ago. I wish I just had this on. I would have just, I would have just been enjoying that whole conversation, you know. Oh yeah, the, the amount of information he got, I, I, I mm, <laughs> priceless. So now let me ask you some questions about, you know, when you have to set up tours, you know, because um, when you have uh, a lot of different people that are going to be performing, like say you have somebody you want to bring out to introduce, how do you go about setting up your, your tours and um, how do you go about bringing in those new people for those who want to, you know, they're like out there by themselves, so they might need an introduction. How would they go about getting into that? You mean as far as as, as bringing them on to a show or setting up their own shows? Well, for those who want to set up their own shows, and also for those who don't have that ability to do so, how would they get involved with, you know, somebody who has their own show? Research and venues. Networking is the key with that because you want to be visible so that, you know, you can get to see who's the key players, who's the key promoters, who are the people that are helping the promoters. Plus, the visibility helps because when you're going to these various clubs, you're noticing the promoters networking with those venue owners. But you just watch how it operates because, I mean, I was throwing parties, you know, in Jersey for a good bit. So, I mean, I have the experience, uh, you know, throwing venues here and in in Philly and in Jersey. And one thing there is you definitely got to be on your P's and Q's because, Throwing your own venue is one thing. That's enough work alone, let alone trying to be part of the event. But, I mean, I'm not discouraging anyone to do it. I'm just saying it's a lot of work. 
because you want to be on your square, because you want to, uh, one key thing I'm going to throw out there, if you're going to network, network with people that are about the culture and that are feeling the event. You don't want artists that are coming in there feeling themselves. Uh, uh, often you'll find artists that feel themselves only are going to come in there, bring their crowd. After they perform, they leave. Yeah, now the crowd leave right with them. Yes, that's not fair to the other artists on the venue, and then plus that's just not a good look. You want to come out, you want to be a part of the whole experience. Just because you're, you might have a big name, you're not the only person on the event, you're not making the event. So it's like exactly. you want everyone to come out and network. So whether you're the one throwing it or whether you're just a part of the venue, not only come to rock and represent for you, but also come to spectate and show some love to the other people that you're trying to network with. Because you might shun the wrong person away. That could have just brought you an easy 50, 60 new listeners. That's right. So when you're going out there, research your venues, throw them at good times, make sure that your crowds are entertained from beginning to end. And the key thing, please, people, start on time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a punctual type dude. I can't stand when stuff goes off schedule. Oh, man, that's so crazy right now. This is business. Whether you're in it for the money, the publicity, the public service, whatever. Be punctual and be on point with your business. Yeah. (laughs) And that's going to be, that's the whole model right there. If your business ain't right, it don't matter. Nah, the show's going to stay. It really don't, but yeah, start on time, man. How about that? People appreciate (laughs) punctuality. Believe it or not. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I know I find a, uh, I find a lot of um, uh, shows that I've attended just like that because I went to one at the um, Trocadero um, a couple of months ago and and like I was told that the show started at eight o'clock. So I get there and it's like maybe two people there. And I'm like, well, what kind of show is this? Because there ain't nobody here but me and two other people. And um, they look like the bartenders people. So, you know, like, am I in the wrong place? I mean, I even got a parking spot right in front of the building. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> how how often would you do that when you go in some place for to be crowded? Sure. So, like, for an hour, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, they just got the DJ playing some music and people walking around. And it starts filling up a little bit. And then they had, like, a variety of performers come in, like, an hour later. And um, and they had a, a, this this guy, I forgot what he called himself, but he kept on talking about drinking um, formaldehyde. And I don't know if he, he was a, a rapper of a different persuasion, and he was growling a lot. But he had, you know, a small a small group of people there listening to him and sharing him. But then the the audience of the the people who were having the show were being supportive too. Even though they probably looked in my face and said, "She's the only one that don't know what's up." Because I was like, "What the? I must be in the wrong place." So. <laughs> I had to wait for another team to come in, and then they got up there, and they started doing their thing, you know. And um, my daughter was the one who invited me because her group was going to be there. So it was like not many people there, not a big crowd uh, in the audience. 
um, for those other artists. But then my daughter came in with her team, and it was like they brought their whole group of friends, everybody, packed the house, and they did their thing. But when they finished, they let their people stay there. Their people stayed and, and supported all the other artists that were coming on after them. That's key. Even though some of the other artists, like one girl, she just spent the whole night, like her whole record was just talking like Paris Hilton and shaking her behind. And I don't know what it was supposed to be, but then you couldn't barely hear her. Her manager was on stage with her which is unusual to me, well, but he kept city. stopping her to ask the, the people to turn up the speaker because we can't hear her. <laughs> <laughs> so they may be that was, yeah, <laughs> she, she wasn't going to last, and I'm like, everybody went and sat down, had a drink by that time, and they just ignored her. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat in the front, I was trying to be supportive, but it was very hard, I tell you. <laughs> hard. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, they're so I, I know what you mean. You gotta, you, gotta, you know, yeah. You so you gotta support each other, and even if you don't like whatever's being played, it fits for some people. Some people like, it, some people don't. But do you know um, about the you know the, the best places in the Philly area that somebody should go to if they want to go for like um, you know open mic or things like that? Open mic or. I would definitely say keep an eye on a matter of fact to stay fully in tune. I would tell people to go to ThorTakeOverRecords.com because they sponsor an event called Mike Check. Mike Check is an event where it's an open cipher. There's a producer showcase to allow producers to come in and you know showcase their beats, and then they allow the MCs to freestyle and cipher over the beats. Uh, and since, you know, we work in conjunction with them, because Rebel Coalition, you know, is like overseen by Thor Takeover, and we're members of Rebel Coalition, uh, we're also Soundboy Killers, you know, some of records and Thor Raw, we're, we're going to be focusing on sponsoring more events like this. Because like our album release party, for instance, even though we're a hip-hop band, we made sure that it was spoken word artists there, there was, you know, there was R&B, soul vocalists, along with hip-hop, because we're fans of music in general. And so when you have some circuits like that, plus, you know, we're working in some stuff where uh, the two-hour show is going to be throwing stuff at the Binti on Market Street, so keep an ear out for that. But, I mean, there's there's various venues right now that, that are definitely floating. I would just tell oh, everyone. Oh, Eastern Cafe. Yeah, Eastern Cafe in Delaware, most definitely. They throw the Groove Lounge, which is yeah. pretty much, you know, an open venue for uh, the underground artists that deserve some spotlights to actually get <clears throat> seen and heard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I appreciate you. Go ahead. I'd, pre- I'd appreciate you giving me all that information because I can uh, pass it on to, you know, my, the people that come to me that ask about this area and Philly area. And because um, I have people from New York that want to come to Philly and right. kind of like spread their wings, you know, because yeah. they might be well known in New York, but they want somebody to know them somewhere else too. No, exactly, and that's part of the networking process, spreading yeah, your wings. Yeah, so whenever whenever you can, like, you know, put something together, email it to me or whatever, and I'll post it. 
and then um, you know those folks can be able to um, check that out. And I'm gonna put on the other song that you sent me. Uh, I believe is "Say What I Feel." Okay. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put that on. Featuring and, Sweet um, G and Ali Moo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now yeah. when we come back, I want you to kind of go over with me, like you know, how do you choose the uh, the the team that you put your projects together with? You know, like all the different <coughs> artists you might have involved. Because yeah. I want people okay. to get a feel on how to pick a team to, to make the best sounding record. So when we come back, we're going to discuss that. Sounds good. All right. Walk G! You did it again, Rody! <laughs> welcome, welcome, my people. Oh, my God. You know, some sound by killers. We back in effect once again. You know, DJ Slice. Put us on the mission to take over the game. Now things will never, ever be the same. Oh, yo. Shanghai, build up with the drum. Now lo and behold, I commence to flip a flow. Here we go. One, two, one, two, slice. Hit me clearly. Cause what I must project is bound to make them fear me. And can't see I blame them. Cause if they step, I flame them. And if they hold their rank, I'll dethrone and shame them. I brought an alley moon and sweet G. Believe me. Watch it all fall in line as you're receiving. The impulse to ride the rhythm in there's listen. It's originality around here. No booze, booze, booze. Shot with the lyrical. Walk did it, did it out. Slice had to mix it that full crowd to him and now. Damn right, I tear it down. Set a new base. New ground for the crew. We controlling the place. We sit and claim where we want to know a hunt for a meal. Cause the shank's eating lovely. Cause I say what I'm saying. It's the DTG. Ali Moo and Sweet. G reference DCP in every city. A bunch of sound bar killers on the MIC. We're bringing Back to originality. So if you ever, you better be ready for war. We're gonna step up. And we're taking charge in the dough. Never compromise ourselves, stay true and keep real. And know exactly what we mean, cause we say who uh, we be. Now I have to do what I want, say what I feel. Spit it hard as man, but with lady appeal. I met D in the 90s, playing a song rock. They call me Sweet G, the dope track provider. I'm doctoring these rhythms with my drum machine. Cause I can produce and write it, make it all the green. This is a band, bro. You must not know about me. I ripped the whole ozone plus the CCP. Now that's word to Kanisha plus my first Nikki. To see they mommy flipping skills on the MIC. It's hard to be me and go at it like that. I feed for drum tracks and dig it like tap. Get the nod into the system and see in my head bounce. This ain't no nickel bag flow. I blow by the ounce. I'm in love with real hip hop, they keeping it real. Making cash in the flash, cause I say what I feel. Yeah, it's the DTG, Ali Moo and Sweet. G, reppin' CCP in every city. A bunch of sound boy killers on the MIC. We're bringing hip hop back to originality. So if you ever, you better be ready for war. We're gonna step up. And we taking charge in the dope. Never compromise ourselves, they do and keep real. Know exactly what we mean, cause we say what we feel. I say what I feel, of course it's all real. I use it in my skills so you feel what I feel. My words is golden, really worth more than the mill. Man on the shields, I'm raw deals, I'm ill. No more struggling to pay the bills. It's low value in dollar bills, but you still want them killed. Now that's whack, that don't make you real. Too many cowards getting deals with no type of skills. 
think I won't and I will The most high is my shield from the ills Big cars and big houses Still don't mean that you real I ain't hating, I'm just tired of the no frills And they lying, so don't think that they real They love is for the mills I ain't never took no pills Riding out until I have no will Ever since I was a kid I always said what I feel A bunch of sound boy killers on the MIT. We're bringing hip hop back to originality. So if you you better be ready for war. We're gonna step up. And we take and talk in the dope. Never compromise ourselves, stay true and keep real. Know exactly what we mean, cause we say what we feel. Without a nice team, you know, a good team, a team that is in sync. So, what do you say are the key factors necessary to create a good team? Loyalty, dealing with responsible individuals, and individuals that are about original music. When you hear these artists, you're you're actually you can you can feel like you're getting to know them. And like with us, we, we, we like to network and build. We check out their stage show. We listen to their music. We check the content. And then, you know, we'll do like a little feeler track where we'll work with them and see how the chemistry is. And if the chemistry is there, then we know, all right, we know exactly right, now, now the, the visions that we might have had for them before we did, the, you know, the precursor. It's like now we like we can vision it, so now we can take it to that level. Because Slice is the type of producer he likes to challenge you. He's gonna make sure he gets you all out of. He's gonna get your 100% effort every time, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> if it takes 40 takes, it's go, he's gonna want 40 takes. If you're talented to get it in one two takes, and he says it's cool, then we good. But it's all about the vision. But we have to, you know, we, we it's not like, oh, yeah, we, we heard your track is hot. We want to do a track with you. Not, cause not every person we might think has a nice track would go well with what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, where, yeah, would you, where would you be able to, like, how do you find the people that you want to work with? You know, what what is it that you do to get those folks? How do you find them? Uh, we've actually been blessed that a lot of them have found us, but uh, the ones that we've gone out for, we've actually either shared the stage with them on that same night, or we might have networked with them at various venues. And then it always starts, you know, with the sit-down. We always like to sit down and talk, so that way you can just see where their head is at, see where their ambitions are, and most importantly, see where their focus is. And if everything there is on point, the second thing we check, all right, is your paperwork cool? Because uh, we're not trying to make some stuff to just be distributed through your neighborhood, and that's that. We want to come back and worldwide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's a whole lot of cool, that. Then we jump to the that. next level. 
whole lot of block celebrities running around. Yeah. The yeah. Cool. You can't make no money off of your neighborhood. You no. Know? Yeah, that's, that's like real cool. Front Street. That's, that's all you got is Front Street. <laughs> you forgot Peach Street and Apple Street. You you just skipped yeah. the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that, and they just go from corner to corner and selling their stuff right out of the trunk. And it's like they run out of gas. They can't go any further. Yeah, now you got to crawl before you walk, so I'm not knocking the trunks this. But my thing is, if you're just going to be suffice with giving people seven, eight, nine mixtapes, most of these people are doing them over industry beats, which means you can't sell this stuff. You can't put it out because that producer might say, hey, I didn't even give you permission to go out there pushing my stuff. Whereas if you take that same time, that same money, that same sweat, and put it towards something original that's you, that you can craft as your own, you'll wind up making that money in tenfold through one to two mm-hmm. albums versus right. five, six mixtapes that you've done. And and can't even do nothing with the mixtape. You can't put it in no movie. You can't put it in those, on no soundtrack. You can't put it on no TV show. You can't manipulate the, the lyrics that you just put out there. I've always said that any lyric is worth a million dollars. Yep. Any lyric, you know what I mean? So why waste lyrics? That's ridiculous. That's right. That's my motto. You know, every so. dr- every rhyme I drop's worth at least a Bentley. Right. You know, <laughs> if you don't, if you, in the moment you don't, when you're not thinking that way, then you don't need really need to be in the business. You need to yeah. just be on the corner just rapping. You need to just say this is my hobby. And, and, and <laughs> you're just gonna rap about doing whatever instead of, you know, uh, really making a living off of this. Now let let me ask you how um, how's it going for you with the the movie industry? <clears throat> you know how is that working out? Because we know that that's another difficult uh, trail to take too. But how's that working out? Well, for for the most part, it's it's always about submitting material, you know, to different films, uh, film projects, uh, TV shows, and for me in, in the in what I'm dealing with, I. Uh, I placed a song, two, three songs actually, a couple of years ago into a movie called Push. And uh, that movie, went, it, it started out in, in small theaters and it was doing the, 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 film, the film festival circuit. Then it ended up on DVD. Then it ended up on cable. Um, now, because at, for about a year and some change, it was getting, getting heavy requests, demand, on demand, all of that stuff. The royalty checks, and for, I guess for maybe the next year, the royalty checks will be lovely. You know, for every song, because they, they, the way that works is you're getting your checks based on the amount of plays, the amount of times that the, that the movie plays. And since I have three songs in there, and the amount of times that it plays with those songs play within the movie, you're getting royalties based on that, which is called a performance royalty. That's where your publishing comes in. And your your writers and and who your performance society is that's how the, that's where all that comes in right there. See, there's more money. There's it's not just about show money or, or or record sales. There's all kind of money in the entertainment industry. Uh, I, I got songs in that, and I also got songs in this in the TV show Run's House that was on it's on MTV. Uh, Run's House, uh, Yo Mama, plus the Luke Show. I don't know. I think that I think that show's done now, but I'm pretty sure it'll be on mm-hmm. syndication. And when it does, oh, yeah. some of the songs that I did for Luke 
played on there. So I'll get royalties from that too. But really what that is, is you're just submitting your, your music to the director or to the writers. And they pick your music, they give you a, a, what's called a licensing agreement. You sign that agreement, they, put, they set up cue sheets, and they submit those cue sheets to the performance societies. Sometimes they'll do it, sometimes you have to do it. And once they're set up, then BMI or ASCAP or CSAC tracks the, the amount of times that, that that song is performed in that within that movie or within that TV show, within that commercial, whatever it is. And then there's your money. And that opens up a whole other, whole, whole bunch of other possibilities in regards to now. Like, like for instance, remember that song the, uh, uh, that was on a Geico commercial? Uh, where the guy was riding on the escalator, or, or riding on that on that on that oh, yeah. on that floor thing, the Roy Scott uh, record. Now, how okay. about their record? Because their record that because of that commercial, their record went four times platinum. Because folks heard the commercial, <laughs> and they're a group, group from Germany, but they got popular over here. But nobody would have heard That's of right, them. You never know. Right, you you think you imagine imagine if nobody had never heard that record on that Geico commercial. That sample. Yeah, right, or you yeah. heard of that that performer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nobody I mean, knew who that was. That goes throughout. Like, if you remember the TV show Friends, um, the group that did their their song, their um their main song. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. ever heard of them. And hey, Friends hey, is on now. Yeah, yeah, Friends. Yeah, and there and whoever made that song. I assure you, they're sitting on something. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> love, love. And the biggest, the biggest example will be Fresh Prince. Right. Because he made him and Jesse Jeff made the theme song to the uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Him, That's Jeff, right. and Quincy Jones the third. Mhm. So they, they, just that song alone. <laughs> that song. That song's been playing every day on Nickelodeon or BET or whatever for the past. 19 years, since 1990. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, he probably, all even if he didn't do what he does now, he probably would, now, he he wouldn't even have to do all the stuff he did now. He, yeah, he, he don't have exactly. exactly. He could sit down on a beach somewhere, drinking tinnitus <laughs> and his flip-flops, watching Jada walking back and forth with a song. You know, he, mm-hmm. he ain't got to yeah. do nothing. He got nothing. six more kids. <laughs> his kids ain't got to do nothing. And, and, and people and, and, hated on Will Smith so bad I they, because they, he didn't and you put know a lot of profanity in his rap, you know. And they crazy and they crazy for hating on him. You think yeah. about all the money. They are. You think about think about summertime, for instance. Summertime plays on commercials. Have been playing on commercials all every year since it came out. Every uh, year. Every summer. I'm Anytime some summertime theme come on, they put that song in it. Right. That's what I remember. I remember in a book in a blog. Some years ago, they were talking about Jazzy Jeff was broke. I'm like, man, y'all have no idea what kind of money Jeff is sitting on. Yeah, they just say that because they didn't see him on TV anymore. That, that's I'm not like, their man, whole life. Jeff is chilling. Jeff got a recording studio in his house here in Delaware, right. as a matter of fact. Right? Mm-hmm. Big house here in Delaware. And he's still touring. He's doing what he wants that's to right. do. He don't have to yeah. DJ. He's producing other, do other music and other he groups. He doesn't do nothing I mean, He's doing a lot. I check him out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> like that dude is making money. Hand right. over fish that money right now. can be good. 
Yeah, so people, they really should not really assume that somebody's not doing anything just because you don't see them. Yeah, you know, they, because they're they, not making records. And, and, and the guys that are making, and the guys that they're talking about that are making records, that think that, then they think, well, they're making money. No, they're not. They done made one record, and all of a sudden you think that, and they're making money for a couple of months. Then when that mm-hmm. record fall off, and I could point out a couple of names of guys that you swore was making dough, and they probably working in, 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 in Kmart right now or whatever. Well, you know what I mean? let me know you can just go on Walmart. Let me know you see Cisco and Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was having compared problems. Jeff, <laughs> compare, yeah, compared to Jeff, who's still tour, who's still doing shit. He's all, him and Cash are always overseas. Yes. Always overseas. And then when he comes back, and that's where a lot of love is at too. Yeah. Right. And a lot of love overseas. And then, like I say, he, um, he if he decided he don't want to ever DJ again. He can sit down there and his royalty checks will take care of him. Relax. That's right. Because Summertime and Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air are going to continue to play. That's Parents right. just don't understand that theme is going to continue to play. Brand Probably new forever. Going to continue to bless radio stations. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that, that's, and you know that's what? Why, that's why you make, make songs because you're thinking about long-term money, long money, Rather than that block money, bump the block. That's right. I want the world. Yeah. I also want to. Yeah, I also want to throw something in there in regards to where you playing it at because mainstream radio is not gonna play your stuff on their main front all the time. So you you don't just sit back and just um, play that one song and just be happy and then you know because there's always somebody coming in next. Right behind you, so exactly. you got to reach out to all other venues, and that's why I like the internet radio format because there's millions of radio stations on the internet and millions of people listening, and there are people who are dedicating a lot of you know uh, artists on one show, and you can really keep yourself in the mix and in the people's heads by just being on the internet as well, and keep in mind that's international. You know, that's and not you know, one, well, one location. And you know the one, the one thing that, that, that is the smart thing to do is make DJs your friends. Yeah. I don't care how you slice this. Make DJs your friends. Don't treat them like they secondhand because they're the ones that are not only going to play your stuff in the clubs. A lot of these cats have, have shows like yourself. They have street, live streams and things of that nature, so why not send them the clean version of your song? Yeah. Why not send them the instrumental so that maybe if they're not feeling the, instru- feeling the vocal version initially, they can rock the instrumental. Maybe they'll like the beat, and they'll play the instrumental in their sets, and folks will be like, well, what's that track? Then they can bl- bring your track in. Exposure. But, you, you know what I mean? You get, give the DJs, because it starts with them. It really does. You know, I've made a lot of lot of friends with DJs. I'm like, look, man, just play our stuff. If, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. If not, you know, I gave you some stuff, and I gave you the instrumental. You could rock the instrumental, if, if anything else. And cats True. are playing our stuff based because we chose to do it that way, was to send the, the clean edit. I ain't sending the, street, the DJ a street edit. I'm, nah, because I want Radio everybody to friendly. hear Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't want them to well, have a reason. like, um... We got like two minutes left on our show. Oh, 
Oh. And I just want to tell you, <laughs> man, they like to kick you off quick. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming to the show today and sharing your knowledge and your, your talent and giving us, you know, a heads up on what you're doing right now. And uh, we will be sure to post in our blog and our website and our networks, you know, all the information about what you're doing and uh, keep you in the remix because we do a remix. We play our, our previous guests' music when we play the show again. And I will also forward um, the show over to some other radio hosts for um, review because they'll probably want to contact you to, um, you know, have you interview with them as well. That way you can okay. spread yourself all over the Internet and get uh, more you, listeners thank in. You. Uh, that's the way we help to promote because we work together in our radio network. So there's a lot of us. It's about, I don't know, I hope you have time for at least about 50 interviews. So uh, uh, you just let hey, me we're, know. We're, we're down with the interviews. <laughs> we are definitely down with the interviews. Yeah, yeah. so thank you both. Uh, DJ Slice and Gary and Soundboys Killers, thank you so much for coming in. This is Ravenda. From Mingles on Network Radio, stay tuned. Later on, at, uh, we had to change the schedule at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We got uh, an electric rock group called Oleo that will be coming in and visiting us. And then if you go to Empowerment Zone on Black Talk Radio, we got Quiet Storm giving us some spoken word at 9 o'clock p.m. Thank you, everybody, for coming. This is in the chat room. This is online. We are going to have a great afternoon. Stay tuned. and. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Peace.